Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Today, I know we're talking, this is a great title, guys, Common Retirement Planning Mistakes. Where did that title come from? (laughs) Just uh, some of the things we see over the years. A lot of people come through and a lot of good, interesting conversations, uh, meeting with clients and seeing what's going on in their lives and what's important and what their plans are. And retirement's one of those things that it's a big decision. It's nothing to take lightly. You got to really think it through. You got to think of all the pros and the cons and the not just the where the opportunity is and but also make sure you make the right assumptions. Uh, you're thinking through the risks and the areas of, and things that could go wrong. We just thought it'd be a good topic to kind of walk through some of the mistakes that we think people make, what to think through, how to address them, and then hopefully set you on the right path for the retirement that you want for you and your family. All right. Sounds good. I mean, this is obviously this is coming from your guys' experience. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that you've seen everything. So let's talk about some of those things. What, share with us a couple stories and uh, kind of how the how you helped fix those stories or if you could. The one thing that pops in my mind is Jeff was prioritizing others. I mean, your kids, for example, before your retirement savings. And we see a lot of that. And sometimes people really we love our kids and you've got college education. You can get grants and there's a lot of things that are available to you and a lot of people sacrifice their retirement savings to take care of that. If we can help people walk through that process, one thing for sure is you can pay back your education, but it's hard to get somebody to pay back your retirement. That's mm-hmm. for sure. That's what comes to my mind right off the bat. Of course, people retiring too soon. That's another issue. I mean, a lot of times we, we get to see people, am I ready to retire? And it depends on what you want to spend during retirement. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we, what interest rate do you believe you're going to need during your retirement years? What do you expect inflation to be during your retirement years? And what do you plan to spend during your retirement years? And how much money do you need to retire? And I think that's the question that's on a lot of people's mind. And what we find is a lot of people that when we go through the exercise and go through the planning process, that people don't really, they already, they can retire. They just didn't know it. And just having the peace of mind that knowing that you can and you choose to work, I think is a huge peace of mind. And we find that uh, that happens a lot. And then also going through the process of what rate of return do we have to have to outpace inflation? And what do you need to, what you need your assets to earn for you to not run out of money? We got to calculate that. and, And then what's the highest probability of achieving that goal? Gotcha. All right. So, Jeff, from your from your viewpoint, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen? You can never start early enough thinking it through, I think, even if you're in your 40s or 50s or to figure out some kind of a baseline of all right, what do I want out of life? At what point do I want the option to work because I want to and I'm enjoying it, but not some point being in a position that financially I'm working because I want to, not because I have to. And so with that, you've got to kind of forward think a little bit. you got to think through. And most people do plan in a vacuum. They just think, oh, I need X amount of dollars, but 
you know, at the end of the day, we all get accustomed to different lifestyles and certain and, and, and realistically, it takes a certain level of income that we have to have in order to maintain that lifestyle to not just pay all the bills, but to really be able to travel or, or, or enjoy life or for whatever those reasons are that are important to us. So for the most part, if, if we can just kind of think, think that through and say, all right, if I were to want to retire in 15 years or 20 years or when I'm 60 or 62, in order to live like I'm living now with a good quality of life, what would I need at the time? Where would that money come from? What is the gap? So now backing it down to today, what do I need to do today? What do I need to change today in order for me to bridge that gap and be on pace between now and retirement. So I think the biggest mistake people make is you can never plan ahead. You need to start thinking of it now because outside of Social Security, it's on you to make the decisions for yourself and what needs to sacrifice today to have a better future. That's probably the biggest one is just having a plan in place with reasonable assumptions puts you in a better position when the time comes. Planning in a vacuum, that would be a common mistake failing to consider health care costs, like Jeff said, not planning at all, not saving enough, just knowing how much you need, are you maximizing your deferral benefits? Not maximizing it is a common mistake. Sometimes they don't participate in a 401ks and the matching because they really just don't understand. People don't like to participate in things you don't understand, so they don't realize they're making a mistake there. Relying too much, like Jeff just pointed out, relying too much on Social Security and your company pension plans. I mean, what can you what can you control? And I think that's a, a common mistake, too. Well, just, just for kicks and giggles while you guys were talking, I Googled, how much do I need for retirement? <laughs> guys, boy, there's a whole lot of numbers out there. So I'm seeing you need 70% of your pre-retirement income every year. You need 80%. There's somebody who says 90%. Then there's somebody who says you need a million dollars. Then somebody says the magic number is $1.7 million. There's somebody who says you need $3 million. How in the world... Do you help people figure this out? Because, and that's just on the first page. There's a lot of different rules of, at the end of the day, we're all unique. How we're many thumbs different. do we have, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's 10 fingers, 10 toes. Maybe yeah, you can count them right. up that way, but we're all different. We all live life different. We all need different things. So I think you got to think through what's what's the right number for you. At the end of the day, there takes a certain amount of money, and you know what that is, in order to pay the bills, be comfortable, take care of your basic needs. And then there's another number that you need that to think through that, all right, I like to eat out. I like to travel. I like to take trips. I like to go on family vacations. I like to have my toys and my ranches or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. So it's important to just put those on paper to not just put them on paper, but separate them, what it takes to live and what it takes to really, really enjoy life. And that number is your number. So make it your number because it is specific to you and your lifestyle then you can start marking out things that maybe you don't have certain expenses when the time comes. Kids are grown up and gone. College costs are taken care of. Maybe the mortgage is taken care of. So then you can kind of start marking those out. But I think it's just very important for you to create your own number specific to you and your lifestyle and, and what kind of life that, that, that you live. One thing that I, and Jose mentioned this earlier, that I think is missing from that is you do have to think through health care. Because there's a big difference between what health insurance premiums cost before you're 65 
compared to once you get on Medicare and get Medicare supplements after 65. So those of those people that want to retire or plan to retire early, whether it's 62 or 60 or 55, one of the line items that you need to make sure you do budget for that people grossly underestimate is just the cost of health care. So is that a benefit that you can get through work through their retiree medical program, or is that something you're going to have to go out and buy on your own? But you have to think that part through because that's one of the biggest line item expenses in retirement. Our experience tells us to approach the question with a series of questions. How much do you plan on spending on retirement? What do you expect the inflation rate to be between now and the time that you retire? Do you plan on moving to a smaller or to a larger home in the future? Uh, are you going to pay for the cost of a college education for your kids or your grandkids? If so, what kind of school are they going to attend? What assets do you really want to avoid? What assets do you like? It would all, all, do you plan to spend your whole estate during your retirement years, or do you want to leave a legacy to your next generation? There's no two plans that are alike. And with, with periodic reviews, as we talked about the last show, that it's important that, that there's no two plans that are alike having that laid out and having that defined, then we can sit there and plan for retirement and do it on a proactive basis. Because like Jeff said, everybody is different. There's no two plans that are alike. So it depends what you're saving for, how much do you plan to spend? And then that tells us how to allocate assets. So we have the highest probability of achieving goals. Guys, as we alluded to earlier, you guys have a ton of experience, your entire office. I can't remember the combined total of years that you guys have been working with clients, but it's, it's way up there. I know that you guys have seen some stuff, right? I mean, that that's a local commercial, or that's a commercial nationally. We won't name the company, but we know stuff because we've seen stuff. That's kind of, kind of how you guys live. So can you tell us a few stories of, of some maybe some nightmares that you've seen or some horror stories that, that people have experienced and maybe how you helped them? I've seen quite a bit, unfortunately. The couple of that, that probably hit home the most is worked with a company out of Houston, a big oil and gas company, Enron at the time. Back then, we saw a lot of people very way too concentrated in their company stock. Oh, yeah. Buffett's got a good quote. Sometimes he, he said, you made a quote one time that said, if you want to get rich, it's okay to concentrate. If you want to stay rich, you better diversify. Mm. And unfortunately, some people are able to work for companies and most of their retirement plans may or may not be company stock. But I think the closer and closer you get to retirement, it's important to make sure you're diversified because some of the greatest companies in the world have historically had some downturns. And there's nothing worse than you being a year or two years away from retirement and not only the markets drop, but your company stock drops in half. Hmm. I've seen that happen a couple of times. Saw a big wave of people retire in 2000, 2001. During that time, you had 9-11, you had Enron accounting scandals, you had the war in Iraq. The markets were down negative 9, negative 12, negative 22, three years in a row. Then I've seen a big wave of, of people retire in 2006, 2007. And then unfortunately, that was followed up by financial crash that happened in 2008. So I think there's two things with that. Number one, you got to make sure you're diversified and you're not too concentrated in any one asset whether it's company stock or one asset class, whether it's oil and gas or financials or any type of sectors, but just make sure you're diversified. And then number two, make sure you're planning for worst case scenario. I mean, you always have to plan as if your first year in retirement, the market's going to be down 20%. 
what is the plan? Yeah. And as long as you're prepared for that and your portfolio and your assumptions can can uh, take that into consideration, then you tend to make better decisions. Uh, you know where the money's going to come from. So it sets up a better expectation and experience in retirement. I think the other thing is it's really those worst case scenarios. Um, it could be so good practice. Market drops 20 percent your first year in retirement. Are you still going to be OK? Number two. What's the worst case scenario when you use assumptions in growth rates in retirement? You know, are you using 6%, 7%, 8%, 5%, 4%? But I think it's important to look at all those numbers. Maybe look at 4% returns. How does that look? Look at 6% returns. How does that look? Make sure you're planning for the worst case scenario. And then number three is I think people underestimate inflation. And I think the reality is, is things cost more over time. You have to make sure that even those even though those historical numbers, uh, you know, inflation is sub 3%, uh, you look at the last couple of years inflation's been pretty outrageous. Uh, will that continue? Don't know. I think it'll level off at some point, but it's important to look at all right, underestimate returns, overestimate inflation, make sure you Factor in a good major decline your first or second year in retirement. And if the money still makes sense and you feel good about the assumptions that are made, then you can step into retirement with confidence. Because the last thing we want to do is wake up one day and we're 80 years old and we got to go back to work because we didn't make our assumptions. When Jeff quoted Warren Buffett's quote, my favorite one is where he said, you don't realize who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. <laughs> I love that quote. I've never heard that before. It's it makes so much sense. You don't really know what you have until you, the market goes down. Like Jeff said, expecting and preparing for the worst, and if you're okay there, and making sure we got a good cash reserves and so forth. Not having that is a common mistake. And the the norm is six months to a year, a good emergency reserve of your monthly expenses. And then, uh, of course, some people have questions. Should I cash out my pension plan? Some people should and should not, but sometimes that could be a mistake. And then, of course, if you're under 65, there's a lot of folks out there that do not take the matching of their 401k. I think that's a, a common mistake. That just simply just says they just really don't understand it. Those are things that just pop in my head real quick. Guys, I know that a lot of our listeners uh, probably have a 401k or a 403b. That seems those those two seem to be the most common retirement accounts uh, these days. I know the pensions aren't aren't really there a whole lot more. You know, a whole lot with a lot of companies. So let's talk about that. So 401ks and 403bs. What are some of the common mistakes you see uh, when planning for retirement with those? Yeah, I think Jose mentioned a couple of uh, a couple of those earlier. But you know, the things that that we do see is one understanding what is offered through work. If we do have a 401k, what does it look like? Is there a match? Are we taking advantage of the match? And with the new laws and the limitations, I mean, nowadays you can put 19500 in a 401k, deduct it 100% on your taxes if you want to. So are we taking advantage of that? For those that are 50 and over, you can put an extra $6,500 a year. So those really give not only good tax advantages and tax deferral, but a lot of room to really save for retirement. And one of the new things that we're seeing is most 401ks have what's called a Roth feature to where you can choose, do you, the money you put in your 401k, do you want to deduct it now off your taxes and then allow that money to grow tax deferred and pay taxes in retirement? Or does it make sense to not tax deduct it now, use the Roth feature 
which allows that money to grow tax deferred. But in retirement, you can pull all that money out tax free. So I think there's a little bit of an analysis that we need to think through and and look at uh, what tax bracket am I in? What tax bracket am I going to be 5, 10, 15 years from now, depending on how old you are? And what makes more sense net after taxes for me to take advantage of either the pre-tax or the after-tax portion? Because I think the first level, it's always easier to save money through your paychecks and through work. So we just have to understand what do we have, what are the options, and are we making sure that we're taking advantage of those? When Jeff just made the comment, saving through at work with the payroll deduction is why most people can keep contributing to a 401k. Sometimes your excess amount, people are loading up their 401k, but they have a credit card out here that they're paying 18, 20% interest. So sometimes taking that excess money into that 401k and really knocking out those credit cards is the way to go. You want to take advantage of 100% of the matching or 50% of the matching But if there's excess money, you will really want to look at the credit card debt that you have because there's no investment out there that'll make you 18, 24% like what the credit cards are charging you. So that's just a common mistake or something to think about or consider. Yeah. I mean, I I could see how that would be incredibly beneficial to to get that paid off. And and not only financially, but stress-wise. I know that my wife and I's goal is to be debt free. We're not there yet, but I, I can't wait for that day, guys. I mean, honestly, I, I know that that'll be a huge burden off my shoulders, and uh, I think that any family would feel that way. So that's that's great planning. And what's really fun, fun about that, real quick, just to add to that, is that when we do put in these 401ks for these companies, it, it is rewarding to help employees, you know, when they tell us what's important to them, what they're trying to accomplish, and help each one as an individual make smart choices with their money. And they're really surprised that we're not trying to get them to participate in a 401k when we're trying to help them, you know, get out of debt first and and then have kind of a mini game plan. Your average worker, sometimes they're just busy taking care of their families. They really don't know what to do. Uh, but when they see it and it's tied to their plan, people will take action. People will tend to have a tendency to save more if they see that they're not reaching the goals that are important to you. And some people will save less because of the things that are important to them and they're already on track. Everybody's different, but it's a very rewarding uh, situation to get people organized and really simplify the process and people have a tendency to take action. I think that's our I guess people say, well, what, what, what do you do really? We just really manage people's behaviors to really protect them from fear and greed. And I think that and having a solid game plan, just like Jeff said, everybody's different and it's a very rewarding situation to help others. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know in the last podcast, you guys spoke about year-end reviews. So if you're listening to this right now and you have not heard that podcast, it's vitally important. Go back and listen to it. They, they really dive into year-end reviews and what that looks like. During that show, I know that you kind of mentioned in the review process, you look at beneficiaries. How are beneficiaries or how are looking at beneficiaries important when it comes to retirement plans? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had a, an appointment last week that and I see this all the time. I mean, I think I don't know what the numbers are, but the average person changes jobs so many times in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you see is it's not uncommon for people to have two or three different 401ks. You know, they left one company, have a 401k there. They go work for another company. Um, then they go work for another company. And two things that we see there is one, I couldn't tell you how many times that we've seen couples get a divorce. And then that old 401k, they still have their ex-wife as beneficiary. 
Ah. Seen that happen multiple times. And then number two, I think that we tend to forget. You know, it's an old 401k. We haven't looked at the allocations. We haven't looked at the investment options. Mm -hmm. So we've got two or three different retirement plans. We haven't looked at them in years. We really don't know how they're allocated. Uh, are they working together? Are they all invested in the same thing? But it's important to get those consolidated, whether you roll those to your new 401k or you roll those to your own individual retirement accounts or you're in control. But I think it's a big part of retirement planning is getting organized, simplify it all, and make sure that all these investments are working together to eliminate as much risk and volatility as possible mm -hmm. so you can have this money grow for your benefit. And more often than not, we see it. We just get busy and we don't think about it. Yeah. And it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Absolutely. Guys, as we close this podcast out, I know that you already have the next two podcasts, your subjects ready to go. Uh, so let's tease the audience a little bit. What are you guys going to be talking about in the next couple of podcasts? Uh, we're going to cover two. We're going to cover common IRA mistakes that we tend to see. And then number two, we're going to cover the biggest concerns of families with wealth. Okay. So IRA mistakes is going to be the next show. And then uh, common concerns of wealthy families, right? That is correct. Okay. Well, audience, you've heard it. You know what's coming next. If you haven't, if you're just joining the show and you, you maybe you've only listened to a couple, go back and look through the library of information they've already done. I mean, they, they these guys are great educators. Uh, they do a great job of bringing up subjects. And I'll also just throw down a gauntlet real quick because I'm going to ask them for contact information in a moment. If you have thoughts, ideas, or questions for the show, email those in, right? Just email those in so you can talk to the guys Ask them your questions. They'll answer you right away, I'm sure. But also, we'll include that in, a, in an upcoming show. Because if you have that question, most likely somebody else does too. So, guys, how do they get a hold of you if they want to reach out or maybe ask you a question or, or make an appointment to talk about this stuff? They can visit the website, www.felicianofinancial.com, or they can call us at the office, 903-533-8585. Fantastic. And I'm sure through the website, they can get a hold of somebody's email, right? You bet. And Jose at FelicianoFinancial.com or Jeff at FelicianoFinancial.com. Well, that makes it really easy, guys. All right. Well, thank you again so much for your time. You guys are fantastic. I love the education that you're providing, not only the audience, but me. So thank you. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.